we have been given another assignment, another study, and we've begun the study uh, a week or so ago, entitled Answering the Witch at the Door. Yes. And we said, by the grace of God, even at that point, that when you get on certain subjects, there are certain subjects that pull a great degree of spiritual power and energy just by the topic themselves. It's one of those subjects that a lot of persons do not want to touch. It could be that traditionally it has been presented in a way that made some persons be afraid. So they run away from the fearful. It's easier for some people to run away from a subject than to learn of the subject. Everything that Jesus faced, we should be able to face. Yes, amen. Which is why he had the confrontation with Satan at the beginning of his ministry. This was his first encounter. If you read in the book of Luke, you'll see that the Holy Spirit, as soon as Jesus was baptized by the Holy Spirit, the Bible says the Spirit, in some translations it said, drove him. It pushed him out into the wilderness. It made him go into a place that he formerly did not visit. No one goes to the wilderness for a holiday or vacation. You ask somebody, unless they're a... a a hiker or a camper or some of that sort, but in terms of a city-dwelling person, the nominal person is not going to a wilderness experience unless something drives them to that experience. The wilderness that Jesus went into was filled with trouble. How do I know that? It was filled with the devil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he wasn't going out there to lay in the sun to work on his tan. The Bible says he went to be tested, to be tried, to be tempted of the devil. Father, in the name of Jesus, let the anointing of God be on the word in us. Your word is already anointed. Let the anointing be on the word in us. Open the ears of every hearer who is hearing now, who will hear hereafter. Let them perceive the things of God. Take away every blockage to their spiritual perception. And any hindrance to them, remove in the name of Jesus. Father God, break every yoke, every stronghold, and loose every person from every incarceration in Jesus' name. Touch your servant and cause him to speak only your word through your revelation, through your knowledge, the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, the discerning of spirits in operation for the church, Daddy God, that we be not deceived in this hour. In the name of Jesus, amen. So Jesus went into the wilderness to endure temptation at the beginning of his ministry. He faced this dark opponent at the very outset, and then he went about three years of ministry. So if you think that coming into the ministry is relaxing or easy, you are well mistaken. The minute you declare your seriousness about God, Mm -hmm. you're asking for trouble. Mm -hmm. You are asking for the troubler. Mm -hmm. And you're asking to be troubled. Why? Because the adversary hates God. Mm -hmm. I put it in plain terms. Mm -hmm. So if you think that's not going to happen, let us disabuse you of that notion. Let us say to you that what Jesus encounters, we encounter because we are in him and we identify with him. So answering the witch at the door is about educating the people of God to another type of entity and character that you will face in your witnessing life. I would guarantee you that the majority of persons are dealing with witches on a weekly basis and they do not know it. It's just that you don't perceive what type of witch they are. Mm -hmm. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 
10 and 12 as our anchor point. Finally, my brethren, finally, that's the end, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Put on, that's a choice, the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness yes. in high places. Mm -hmm. As we have said in our opening before, those entities are very active and very much against what you are doing right now. Mm -hmm. They are working to prevent you from hearing the word of God, they are working to dissuade you from listening to God. They are working to take you away. Every single excuse will be offered to prevent you from learning God's word. Yes. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Spirit of Grace. So where we concluded last meeting, we were talking about why the witch? Why witchcraft in general? Why the witch specifically? And the Holy Spirit revealed to us that the witch does a particular type of warfare and witchcraft carries out a particular type of warfare against the church that affects them on three levels. Witchcraft affects the perception of God. They serve a different God and offer a different God. The Holy Spirit, there's a counterfeit to his agency, to his action that they offer up. And the very person of Jesus Christ, they deny. Not even giving him the status of a prophet as the Muslims do. They push him beyond that into the fantasy category. So he has no outlet in witchcraft. He has no outlet in the witch. So the Christian is battling against something that is fighting every single thing you believe about God. Mm -hmm. That's how loud it is. That's how great it is. You're not in a place where you're dealing with, with someone who is passively accepting you. No, they're pushing on everything you believe. So why would you not want to be prepared to deal with with that spirit and those persons who are operating in that spirit? There's a question that would have to be answered. There are hundreds, literally, hundreds of thousands of witchcraft followers around the world. Many of them don't even classify or categorize themselves as such. They come from every walk of life, from the highest high to the lowest low. It was the President Reagan's wife, who consulted with familiar spirits, who brought into the White House those who were fortune tellers, soothsayers, so to speak, and that the president himself, it is recorded. You can do your research. You can find it on your own. That the president made certain decisions or would not make certain decisions unless he first consulted with these occult persons to find out, is this the right day? Is this the right time? Should we say something now? This is the president of the United States. Ronald Reagan, do your, do your research. So don't tell me it's just for some poor person out in the sticks somewhere. No, at the very highest levels of governments, plural, people and persons are practicing witchcraft. The most common 15 types are listed here. Now, I have resources that tells me the breakdown on every one of those listed. We are not going to go down that route. Mm -hmm. It would be too long and too intense for the average church listener. Mm -hmm. In fact, there are probably some who've already turned off or who will avoid listening to this message just by the title. They would rather be blind than to know the truth. But I'll give you the names 
as they appear, the Alexandrian witch, the augury, ceremonial, Dianic, the Druidic, the electic, eclectic, the fairy, the Gardenia, or Gardenerian, the green, the hedge, the hereditary, the kitchen, the secular, the shaman, and the solitary witch. Those are the 15 most popular types. Now your neighbor, the guy down the street, the lady across the road, any one of these, they could be practicing and you would never know. Yes. Your teacher, your professor, yes. the kitchen chef, you have no idea how many persons are involved in the craft and what type. The same way we know there are 30,000 or so different denominations, Christian so-called, denominations around the world. Mm. They all have an emphasis on some part of the gospel narrative or the Bible, whether it's Old Testament or New Testament. We understand denominations. Well, when you think about witchcraft, really, you have to think of it in the same guise. There are many variations. It's not just one type. And that's where so many Christians have gotten it wrong. Yes. I know those who come from Africa or the Sahara, those who come from the Caribbeans, those who are from the West or from the States, those who right here in England, there's a thriving colony of witchcraft practitioners here. So where you're coming from dictates a lot. People say, oh, back home or in my country, they practice this or they practice that. It's all witchcraft. Give it a name. It's all witchcraft. Broken up into all these different segments, practiced in different ways, yet the source is the same. So when the believer understands that you're not just preparing to meet a, a little old hag down the road with a bump on her nose and a broom and a black cat, no, that's storybook. This is the person in the pinstripe suit sitting behind the desk telling you that you're hired or fired. It's a witch. It's the person over there making another land deal, selling another piece of property, Purchasing a third house is a witch. This is somebody practicing professional sports, throwing up certain signs and symbols before they play their sports, showing their allegiance. This is someone standing on a stage in front of millions of persons, telling them to repeat what I say. Do you feel that? Do you feel something? Did you feel heat? It's a witch. And persons are none the wiser. The Bible says in Leviticus 19.31, Regard not them that have familiar spirits, neither seek after wizards to be defiled. What's the word? Defiled by them. I am the Lord your God. Even in Leviticus, the Bible tells us, anytime you entangle yourself with familiar spirits, any spirit that's not the Holy Spirit, you're defiled. You are spiritually unclean in the eyes of God. So any person trying to get power or strength or knowledge from any other source is being defiled by familiar spirits. That is witchcraft. Someone seeking to go around God to obtain spiritual knowledge, power, information. You are in that category. Leviticus 20 and 6. And the Lord that turneth after, excuse me, and the soul that turneth after such as have familiar spirits and after wizards to go a whoring after them. You know what a whoring is. Uh, a man who chases after women that he's not married to is someone who's practicing whoring. He's chasing after women who are illicit to himself that he should not be chasing after. So anyone who's chasing after familiar spirits, chasing after wizards, is being unfaithful to God. Are you understanding? Therefore, they're, they're whoring around on the Lord. They're not being faithful to him, showing fidelity to him. They're chasing other spirits. You are being adulterous in that case. I will set my face against that soul 
and will cut him off from among his people. And this again is Leviticus, the Old Testament, but it's showing you the attitude of God towards witchcraft. It's showing you how sharp his rebuke is when you depart from his word and go somewhere else to seek some other power. Are you, are you seeing? This is his take on it. Leviticus 20, 27. A man also or a woman that hath a familiar spirit. Here we are again with this word for the third time. <laughs> a familiar spirit that is a wizard shall surely be put to death. They shall stone them with stones. Their blood shall be upon them. Now, if you didn't think God was serious, look at Leviticus 20, 27. His attitude is that this crime of witchcraft, wizardry, sorcery, dealing with other spirits, unclean spirits, is so heinous, so bad, that the person practicing it, I deem, God says, I deem they should be stoned. So why would they need to be stoned? Because that person is infectious. They are as contagious. Oh, I can see it, Father God. Thank you. They are as contagious as a person with smallpox or any viral disease. They are someone who is not going to stay contained. They will seek to spread that poison through the next person. If it gets in a household, everybody will be infected if it is not removed. Father, there's some things I can see that you're not giving me permission to say, but I thank you for revealing them anyway. In their time, they will be spoken. So God says, stone, kill, put to death, and it's their own fault. That's what this line, their blood shall be upon them, means. It means that it's not happening because I don't like them. It's not happening because I'm mean. No, it's happening because they have chosen to go in this direction. Witchcraft is not something you do accidentally. Oh, I woke up this morning, I tripped and I fell, and when I got up, I was a witch. No, that's impossible. It's saying that you have had to choose this darkness. Choose to walk away from the light of Jehovah. Choose to turn away from Christ and to seek something else. Deuteronomy 18, 10 and 11. There shall not be found among you anyone that maketh his son or his daughter to pass through the fire, we'll come back to that, or that useth divination or an observer of times or an enchanter or a witch or a charmer or a consulter with what, there it is again, familiar spirits. Well, these guys get around. Or a wizard or a necromancer. So over and over, and people think I am repetitive. Look at God. How many times are you going to say familiar spirit? <laughs> we got it already. Do you really? <laughs> you know how many times are you going to say which? Do you really? Why is God putting so much emphasis on it if it's no big deal? Oh, it's not something to be concerned about. It's nothing to be worried. Then why is he talking about it? Why is God making such a big deal of something if it's nothing? Wisdom tells me if God is saying it, you should be listening. Hey. You better be listening. If God is saying it, you ought to be listening. He is saying, look, this blood sport requires a sacrifice. People, as you heard in our other studies, were taking their sons and their daughters and putting them into the iron beast called Baal putting their infant children as human sacrifices, heeding this, it was the image, as you know, of a man's body with a bull's head, hollow belly, with coals and fire inside, made of brass, heated until it was red hot, and they take their child and lay it in the hands of this, you can imagine the screaming. Mm. Now how can a mother, how can a father endure their child screaming at the contact 
before it goes into shock and dies. It is consumed by the flame. How could you, being a parent, murder your own child? Well, we have studied before and we will study again that there are hundreds of thousands of children being sacrificed every single year. In fact, we've just entered into a month where they intend to sacrifice more, the month of October. You know your prayer lines. God's saying, you should not do that. There shouldn't be anyone sitting in the congregation of the righteous who is a witch, who is practicing sorcery, who's dealing with familiar spirits, who's practicing enchantment. None of you should be involved in any of this darkness. Someone said, well, I don't do anything like that, but they read the horoscope. They watch the star signs. They go and, and practice whispering. They're connected and they're paying subscriptions and their own websites following certain speakers. And those persons are led by familiar spirits and they're following their dreams. They're always talking about dreams, always talking about visions. Very seldom will they talk about the word of God. Very seldom will they quote scripture. All they're talking about is dreams and visions and spiritual things. Many of them are filled with familiar spirits. Because the familiar spirit will not teach you and take you to God through his word, he will take you in the opposite direction, put you in the land of Lala, put you in the, the land of the vision, put you in the land of the 666, put you in the land of the 666 and take you away from the Father. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Bible. This is not my word, it's God's word. 1 Samuel 15, 23a says, for rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. God says that where there is rebellion, there is witchcraft. Goodness. So, so I, don't, I don't practice any spells. No, but you're rebellious. You don't obey God's word. You don't do what the word tells you to do. You are rebellious. Yes. Anyone instructing you, you do the opposite. They say come, you say go. They say stand, you say sit. They say no, you say yes. That's rebellion. Refusing and rejecting God is witchcraft. How plain can it be? Father God, make it even plainer. Exodus twenty-two eighteen. Thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. Don't even allow that entity to be in your midst. If he wasn't serious, why did he say it? Oh, pastor, that's the Old Testament. It doesn't say anything in the New Testament about witchcraft. Oh, really? Galatians chapter 5, verse 19 through 21. Now the works of the flesh are manifest. That means they show up. And these are the ones that they are. Adultery. Fornication. Uncleanness. Lasciviousness, which is wickedness. Idolatry, worshiping idols. What is that next one? Witchcraft. Oh, that was the Old Testament. No, it's the Bible. No, it's the Old, no that is the Bible. He, God is against witchcraft from the beginning to the end. He, he never changed his mind. He never said, well, it's cool now. It's okay. Jesus has come. You can practice. No. Hatred. Variance. Emulation, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies. It goes on in verse 21. Envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, all of these things. You said that's a long list. Yes, every one of these things are works of the flesh. And the enemy of our souls will attach himself to every one of these things yes. and give you the power to complete them. Yes. That is the reality, ladies and gentlemen, that the devil himself will attach himself to any one of those things listed and give you the power to carry them out. Some people for years walking in witchcraft and coming 
to church, walking in witchcraft and going to prayer meeting, walking in witchcraft and going to choir practice, walking in witchcraft and leading a church, walking in witchcraft and leading a Bible study. We have people who are practicing witches while standing in the church of God. And because people are afraid or undiscerning, they have no way of challenging them. Now hold on to your seats for this next slide because it may be upsetting. Did you know that there are a large number of persons who literally say they are Christian witches? Now you would say, how is it possible? How could you even put that in your mouth at the same time? But there are numbers of individuals who claim to be both of Christ and of Satan, I'll put it that way, at the same time. They say, yes, I'm a Christian. However, I have my other practices that I take up that they don't contradict the Bible. It's because they don't know the word of God. They think there's no contradiction. Now, on the side, for those listening to the podcast, I have an illustration cover of the new, listen to the words, the new King James Bible. Not the old, but the new King James Bible. Published by Thomas Nelson Publishers. Why is that significant? Because Thomas Nelson Publishers elected to place an emblem on the cover of their Bible, or inside cover of their Bible. This emblem is called the Triquetra. It is symbolized 666. It is a type of trinity. Now, if you ask, Father, help me in Jesus' name. If you ask those who support the emblem, they will say, oh, it represents the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. This emblem precedes Christianity. So it could not represent that. It goes back beyond the Christian era. This emblem represents the virgin, the mother, and the crone. Now, the crone is the old woman, the typecast that many people use for the witch. When they say a crone, the old spinster is to represent these three phases in one. And it's right on the cover of the New King James Bible. This same New King James Bible has hundreds of alterations in it. You know, we did the study on the canon. And this was one of the Bibles that was flagged up as having multiple changes and alterations in it was the new, not the old 1611 version, but the new King James Bible. Beware of how witchcraft can be right in your face and you not even know it. Oh, it's on the Bible. Surely it's holy. No, it's witchcraft. Amen. It's right there. And the unsuspecting are carrying it, quoting it, and walking in it, none the wise. In our comparison, Judeo-Christianity and the, the Wiccans and witches. Now, let me try to come here for a minute. Many times, if you are dealing with the witches at the door, answering the witches at the door, many persons will claim to be a Wiccan. They say, oh, I'm not a witch, I'm a Wiccan. Now, the unsuspecting Christian would say, uh, what does that mean? You see, the Wiccans do not acknowledge Satan. Wiccans do not acknowledge God, not the God of heaven. But they share some of their beliefs with witches. Witches are prone to conjuring, spell casting, inclusive of the use, use of pharmacia, which is medicines, poultices, things taken from the earth to make concoctions and the whatnot. But in the general lineup, the Wiccans and the witches can be put aside and given some of the same general characteristics. When you compare those to Christianity, the differences are obvious. 
Christians are monotheistic, meaning they have one God. He is comprised of three persons, Father, Son, and Spirit. All three make one. Not three different gods, no. One God. Your Bible tells you this in Deuteronomy 6, 4. Chapter, uh, chapter 6, verse 4. For the brevity of time, I won't go there, write it down, collect it, or get the PDF afterwards. Wiccans and witches are polytheistic. They have many gods. Earth, as we said last time, the four elements. The earth, the water, the fire, the air. They have gods represented pluralistically. They go into the forest. They worship nature, trees, sun, rocks. They call on the so-called natural forces, the quote old ones. You'll hear all this language when you're dealing with witches. They will be talking. Wiccans will be practicing these same familiar arts and languages. Judeo-Christians believe first, then have a knowledge of God. He that cometh to God must first believe that he is. That the, the, the unction is faith, believing in him. If you believe with your heart and confess with your mouth, you shall be saved. We operate on faith. Amen? Amen. We believe, and then there is a, a manifestation. There is a knowing of God. We open our hearts to him, and he comes in. The Wiccans and the witch, they practice what is called experienced based philosophy. They go through something first and then they trust what they have experienced. It's like building it backwards. Let me, let me try it first, then I'll believe in it. So when you do that, you're giving yourself to powers. If you say, well, I don't know what's out here in the atmosphere, just let me open myself and see what comes in. <laughs> yeah. Something will come in all right. You won't be happy, but it will surely come in. So that's what they do. They approach nature. They, they approach so-called the light. They approach uh, the forces of the world and say, I'll just open myself, blank myself, and then whatever happens, I'll take that as the truth. Christians believe that prayer equals spiritual power. James 5 16, that when a Christian prays, God reacts, God responds, and gives you strength and fortitude to persevere. If you are a praying Christian, you are a strong Christian. If you are a praying Christian, you are a dynamic Christian. Why? Because prayer links you directly to God by the Holy Spirit. If you do not pray, you operate in weakness, which is why so many Christians cannot make decisions, cannot choose to follow God. They are weak because they do not pray. The Christian prays and the power of God settles on them as they're seeking God. The Wiccan and the witch rely, or the witch primarily, rely on spells for spiritual power. Hence, we had the link to the sacrificing of children, the sacri sacrificing of animals, the sacrificing of self, the shedding of blood, the giving, because they know that the more I sacrifice, the more power I will get. So binding spells, and it's a shame because even on television, many shows, which I won't go into all the names, are showing children in movies how to cast spells. How to conjure. Yes. Giving them, there's a book mm. of spells mm -hmm. that they take the literal words from the book of spells and put it in the television programming, yes. which is why it's called programming, mind control, yes. programming. And children are listening to spells and curses in their cartoons. Someone says, oh, that, that content is too mature. I won't let little Johnny watch Watch that, it's too mature, and then you put him in front of a cartoon. Yes. And there's a wizard with a wand, or a little bug-eyed boy with glasses mm. going to a school where they practice witchcraft, mm. teaching them how to be a junior witch and a sorcerer and a warlock and all of that. 
the person, J.K. Rawlings, I believe it was, wrote the book, Harry Potter, and is a billionaire today because of the franchise, selling what? Witchcraft, and she's a grade A witch. Yes, I said it, I'll say it again. She's a grade A witch, and millions of children have already been inducted into witchcraft based upon this book. And unsuspecting Christian parents either taking their children to the movies or allowing them to have the books or the paraphernalia in their homes have also invited the spirit of witchcraft in. Banks, yes, schools, exactly, schools. Also, having, I've seen merchandise in, in stores, in uh, department stores, in, in grocery stores, advertising on packaging, mm -hmm. you know, special offers, and there's witchcraft around right the front of it. Mm -hmm. The Christian, the Judeo-Christian, they seek the will of God. We were saying it today in worship. We're seeking God's face. We seek his favor. Luke 11 and 2. We're pursuers of God. A Christian who is not seeking God is someone who has not been taught properly. I'm, I'm convinced. If you've been taught either by the Holy Spirit or by a, a godly-based church system, you would have been taught to seek God. If you're in a church and they never tell you to pursue God, to, to chase him, to, to yearn for him, something is lacking. Very seriously, the Judeo-Christian seeks after God. Lord, not my will, thy will be done. This is what Jesus prayed in this passage. He said, no, not what I want, what you want. That's the Christian. He's always seeking the will of God, seeking the purpose of God, seeking the desire of God. Lord, I want you, when you say, I want you, you're saying, I want your will. Okay, for those who are having problems catching up, catch up there. If you're saying, I'm pursuing God, I'm saying, I'm pursuing his will. You cannot chase after God and not chase his will. If you are chasing him, you are chasing what he wants. The Wiccan, the witch, has this statement, do what thou wilt. The famous Satanist right here from England, Alistair Crowley, is quoted as saying in his book, do what thou wilt as being one of the laws. That is another one of the commandments, ten commandments of the Satanists. Do what you want to do. So if we are listening well, if rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, how can now a Christian say, I'm going to adopt this philosophy? How can a Christian do that? How can a Christian say, I'm going to do what I want to do? You are a witch. That's, that's why it is so alarming. That's why the numbers of witches are far beyond what you think. And they are sitting in places that you don't suspect. Why? Because they are walking in open rebellion, telling God, I'm not going to do your will. I'm going to do my will. You're a witch. That's why. The Judeo-Christian, there in Christianity, there is no distinction or restriction of access. Galatians 3.28. In Christ is neither male nor female. It's not about black or white. It's not about culture. There are no cultural distinctions in Christianity that precludes or keeps one out of fellowship with God. Oh, only the men can come in. No. Only the, only the women can get close to God. No. None of that exists. In Christianity, we are one in Christ by His Spirit, ladies and gentlemen. That's what we're teaching. That's what is practiced in Christianity. In the wicked or the witches philosophy column, you'll see they have what's called the sacred feminine or masculine worship. Let's point to some examples. You may not have noticed, or you may have noticed, depending on how turned on you are or astute you are to the observation of the numbers of movies, television shows where they feature the woman now is the superhero. She can out-fight, out-box, out-shoot, out-run. They put the skinniest, most malnourished little woman 
in some of these films, and she, here she is throwing a 200-pound man, punching a guy with a full fist, <laughs> and they go flying across the room. And we're supposed to believe that this tiny person has that kind of delivery power. I don't think so. This is about the divine feminine. We were watching a, a, a series that was on, and every single key role, they put a woman in the role. She's the boss. She's the captain. She's the shooter. She's the engineer. And at the end, she was the bomb maker. I said, wow. In every position. So that they want to be the villain, the hero. Now, what are you saying, Pastor? You're going close to that mark of feminism. No, I'm telling you. The sacred feminine is about replacing all men. And in witchcraft, you have a high level of this. It's not about being equal. Women's rights were supposedly in the beginning about equality. If you go back and do your research, do your history, the suffragettes, those persons were looking for equality. We want to vote. We want equal pay for equal work. If I'm doing this job and that guy's doing that job, I should get paid the same. And they are right. So that understanding of feminist, feminism has changed. It, it's not now about equality. It's about domination. It's about, and we have a lot of submitted men who have gone along and put themselves in chain, put on their diapers, and got behind their wives, got behind the social systems, and they're, all they can say is, yes, dear, yes, dear, yes, dear, you have no manhood if you're doing that. Yeah, I said it. I'll say it again. This is witchcraft. If you take the woman out of her role in the Christian house and put her above the man in the Christian house, you are practicing witchcraft. You may not like it. You may not like to hear it. That is what you're doing. So the day you grow up, open your eyes and say, hey, I'm tired of practicing witchcraft. I want to get back in my role. So what is the divine masculine or the sacred masculine? That is the worship of the man for his phallic prowess only. One of the most demonic symbols ever created by Eliphaz Levi, you've all seen it, it's called the Bonfamet. It features a homorphodite. It's a creature that has both breasts, and I'm speaking to the audience who can understand it, and I'm not speaking too graphically, and the male member, for the delicate who can't stand the other word that I was about to use, the male member. So this entity has both feminine and masculine attributes. So you'll find these two spiritual forces working together. So the divine masculine is about the phallic symbol. Hence you have Pan, the so-called horned part man, part goat beast, running around, fertilizing everywhere, showing that there is no regard for God's instruction that the man should cleave to his wife. His, his wife, not other men's wives, cling to his wife. And they too would be one flesh. This sacred feminine and masculine blows that out of the water, destroys it. And when you go to the line above it that says, do what thou wilt, you see why. So if you want to sleep with Tom and Jerry and, well, those are cartoon characters, aren't they? Mm. <laughs> you sleep with Tom and Jerry and Alex and Max, it's your business. Or if you want to sleep with Alice and, and Sarah and Serafina and, 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 and Jane, you can do that because why? Do what thou wilt. And when you have witches' sabbaths, it's an orgy. They go in what's called sky clad. The term is sky clad. That means they're standing there nude mm -hmm. in their circle, mm -hmm. worshiping under the full moon. Mm -hmm. And afterwards falls an orgy. Why? Because you should do what you will. And the sacred feminine and the divine masculine can then come together and consummate. Ladies and gentlemen, this has nothing to do with Christ. And there is no way any person can claim. Well, they can claim it, but they will be lying to say they are a Christian witch. In its definition, in its practice, in its execution, 
it is opposed. It is opposed to Christianity and could not be practiced alongside it. Either you're not really practicing Christianity or you're not giving yourself to witchcraft, but you cannot be both. It is impossible. So when we talk about answering the witch at the door, we would want to understand what type of witch am I talking about? What type of witch am I dealing with? This person, they are stuck in rebellion and they are rejecting God himself. That is a form of witchcraft. In conclusion, 1 Corinthians 10, 20. But I say that the things which the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to devils and not to God. Don't get it wrong. Don't get it twisted. If there's a sacrifice that's not to God, it's to the devil. Automatically, by default, if it's not to God, it's to the devil. Period. The Gentiles, those who know not God, everything that they are doing. You say, oh, that guy is making... Uh, 85,000 a year, 100,000 a year. What is he doing with his money? Sacrificing it to the devil. If he doesn't believe in God, if he doesn't believe in Jesus, what is he doing with his money? Oh, but he, he, he built a, a huge business. Uh, he, he's going around the world. He has jets. He, he uh, has a skyscraper named after him. He has a big T on it. He's making all this money. What is he sacrificing it to? If it's not to God, it's to the devil. Let's push the thought out, ladies and gentlemen. Give me the list of things from this world that you're taking to heaven with you. Can you just write them down for me, please? Will your house can I, should I put house on the list? How about car? Mm. How about bank accounts? Mm. Oh, what, what, what about uh, that nice uh, swimming pool? That ocean liner you just bought? That was that the, the yacht? Yes. Well, can you take that with you? Then where is it going? It's going to be burned up. So who is it to? Can, can anything that I give to God be burned up? No. It's impossible. So everything that you're sacrificing, if it's not to God, it's to the devil. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, I know that's out there. You cannot drink. The, well, I'll just get back to where I was. And I would that, that I would not that you should have fellowship with devils. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of devils. You cannot do both. You cannot be a Christian witch. You cannot, the Bible says. You can't participate with two different tables, two different offerings, two different sacrifices. Either it's God or it's Satan. You cannot do both. You cannot be partakers of the Lord's table and the tables of devils. It is impossible. And if you think you are, you're deceiving yourself. We used the word earlier, sorcerer, means witch, from the Latin sartirius, one who casts lots or one who tells the lot of another by divination. In Daniel 2.2, it is the rendering of the Hebrew mechashfrim, mechashfim, i.e. someone who mutters. Men who profess to have the power with evil spirits. They practice sorcery exposed to severest punishment. The practice of sorcery, as we already read, Malachi 3, 5, Revelations 21, 8, and Revelations 22, 15. From the front of the Bible to the back of the Bible, God is against witchcraft. 1 John 2, 22, who is a liar? But he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ, the witch, the wicked, they deny the person of Jesus Christ. The Bible says he is antichrist that denieth the Father and the Son. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, this is not the end of this teaching. It's the end of this session. Mm. But I pray by God's grace, we have seen enough evidence in detail to know 
that in order to answer the witch at the door, you have to know how serious witchcraft is. It's, not, it's no joke. It's, not, it's nothing light to be dealing with. And these individuals have given themselves. We walk among them. We work among them. They're next door. They're down the road. You're reaching across the counter. You're making purchases. Taking. It's not to make you afraid. It's to make you aware that when you begin to mention the name of Jesus and people begin to swell and react, they're under the spell of witchcraft. When you tell someone about the word of God and they begin to rebel and, and dig their heels in, you're not going to tell me what to do. Where are they? Do what thou wilt. You're under witchcraft and you don't even know that you are under that spell. You're resisting God and you're thinking it's just me and my rights and I'm doing what I want to do. No, you're under the spell of witchcraft. Now, why would the church not want to hear this message? Why would anybody not want to know what we're talking about right now? It's the witchcraft preventing them from listening. It's the witchcraft preventing them from even finding out what is going on. Why are not more pastors talking about this subject this way? It's the devil's advantage to keep you ignorant of his devices. When God said, we are not ignorant of his devices. Let's stand together. Father, in Jesus' name, you've given us your word. You have given us your wisdom. You have given us your insight, Daddy God. You have caused us to know that every single thing you intend for us is for us. And those things that you do not want us involved in, you have given us fair and clear warning. You have told us that witchcraft should be nowhere among us. No Amen. form of it, no type of it, Amen. no kind of it, none of it. Father, in the name of Jesus, we are praying that at any time we have involved ourselves knowingly or unknowingly with rebellion or stubbornness or any of these things that are forms of witchcraft, we repent in Jesus' name. We cast off the influence of that involvement in the name of Jesus. And we pray for our brothers and our sisters that every bond and shackle be broken from them, that they have no involvement in it, that they come out of it and be released from it, that they understand exactly what is seducing them, keeping them, and holding and manipulating them, that they be free in the name of Jesus. Daddy, we're asking for the revelation knowledge of the word yes. of God yes. to go to every person. Yes. That your Holy Spirit yes, will bring Lord. conviction. Yes. That your Holy Spirit will cause men to listen yes. to this word Amen. from you yes, and have a changed life, yes, a changed Father. heart, a different disposition in the name of Jesus. Jesus Father, set every captive free, oh, which was yes, your purpose yes. in Christ, which Hallelujah. was your purpose in giving Jesus for us. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, we pray and we believe. Oh, Find your neighbor, Amen. find your friend, and tell them Christ has set you free from witchcraft.